How are we feeling, United Church? We feeling good? Man, what an amazing day already, man. We're just believing for great things ahead. And here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you today as you listen to this message is, um, first of all, uh, I believe that today, as I say so often, but I want to remind you, I believe that today's message is for you. Um, I don't believe it's just for the person um, to your right or to your left. I believe it is for you. And uh, I believe that the way that you posture yourself when you come in to listen to a message um, is exactly the way that you will receive it. If you are thinking it's just for somebody else, you'll receive it that way. But if you posture yourself and say, God, I want to learn whatever it is that you want to teach me today, um, I just have a sneaky suspicion that you might take something away that would change maybe your life, maybe change your day, your week, your month, maybe just change your forever. But today, before we jump in, uh, I want to encourage you because we have been uh, reading through the book of Mark together as a church in 21 days of the word, um, but I also want to encourage you because the 21 days, it doesn't just stop with 21 days of the word, that we have dedicated all of 2021 to being the year of the word. Anybody excited about that? Standing on the word. And so today, um, you'll see the, 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 the area out front in the lobby set up for the lamp and light display. And um, man, it's an opportunity for you to pick up a reading plan for the book or for the month of February. And uh, we're going to be jumping into tomorrow. We finish up the book of Mark. It's going to be awesome. And then we're going to jump into Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And so a lot of uh, Paul's letters that are going to be absolutely helpful, I believe, in your life. And uh, here's what I know is I believe that um, all of us are on a spiritual journey. Every single one of us are on a spiritual journey that none of us have arrived, but I'm so thankful. How many of y'all are thankful that, that we're on a journey, that God loves to, to walk with us on a journey? And I believe that as you journey through this, as you journey through this Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, I believe it's going to help you in that journey. And maybe you're here today and you're discouraged in your journey. I want to encourage you um, because maybe you've missed a few days in the book of Mark and you're like, well, can I continue on to Galatians if I've missed a few days in the book of Mark? And I wanna encourage you because the enemy would want nothing more for you to be discouraged today. And so I wanna encourage you and say, hey, keep going, keep leaning forward. I saw a, a saying the other day and I thought it was amazing that forward is forward no matter the pace. And I wanna speak that over our church today, that Ford is Ford, and I'm, I'm from North Carolina, so I say Ford really funny. Uh, Ford is Ford, no matter the pace. And so I wanna encourage you with that today. Stay on the journey. If you've been going through the book of Mark, um, journal, man, that's been amazing. You can pick up one of these journals at the United Store. Um, they're 10 bucks, just a way for you to continue that soap that we've talked about over the last several weeks. Um, you can pick up one of those, and if that offends you that you have to buy something, um, just remember that all of the proceeds from the United Store go towards Legacy, which funds three lanes of impact, which is Missions, United University, and Expansion. And so if you can't get excited about one of three of those things, um, this is probably not the church for you, okay? And uh, I'll help you find one. That are, there's a lot of amazing churches in, in Dover, and you may think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Like, listen, if you can't get excited about missions, about reaching people overseas, United University locally, helping people find the more that God has placed inside of them, and expansion, reaching the state of Delaware, um, if you don't fire you up, I think your wood's wet, and you might want to draw that out. Anyways, today... Last week of this series, Don't Quit, I'm so, some of you are already offended before we got started. I'm sorry, not sorry. Don't Quit, week number four. Uh, man, what an amazing series this has been. Um, I wanna show honor where it's due. How many of y'all last week, Pastor Nick, was that not fantastic? That was amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting on the front row taking notes. If you missed that, go back and watch that because that'll help you. I'm talking about fighting off, don't quit, and temptation. And uh, man, what an amazing word for our church last week. But today, as we finish up, I was thinking about that we are already a month past Christmas. Does that blow anybody's mind? 
It is January 31st. Like we have already experienced a full month of 2021 and these 31 days have been better than all 365 days in 2020. Come on somebody. I just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the relief of, of last year. But man, it's been an amazing journey. But we're, uh, uh, we're a few weeks away from Christmas and uh, man, I was thinking about this. When it comes to Christmas, I love giving gifts. I don't know about you, I love giving gifts. And you would think, well, maybe that's a spiritual reason because Jesus did say it's, it's better to, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, and that's part of it, yeah, but it's a little bit more maybe trite for me, right? I, I love giving gifts because I love seeing the look on people's face when they get the gift that I have given them. I'm, I'm so pumped, like I'm the kind of the low-key stalker who hears people talking about what they want or that they're like I'm out at a place with them and I hear like their desire and I'll make sure I kind of swing in the back door and, and blow their mind with that gift. Come on, anybody like, anybody like me and that, right? The rest of you, you like the Grinch, you know what I'm saying, you like to get, right? Yeah, but I, like, I love to give, I love giving gifts, it's, it's amazing. But one of the more scary things about Christmas is receiving gifts. Go with me for a second. Now, I love free things. I love receiving free things, especially free shoes. Those are my favorite things to receive, like size nine and a half or 10, birthday's June 16th. Anyways, that's beside the point, but, but I, love, I love receiving gifts for the most part, but there's some scary times when you're receiving gifts, and that's when the people that, you ever find these people? They want to watch you open your gift. There is nothing more frightening than somebody who wants to watch you open the gift, because here's why it's frightening, because they, they've been thinking about this gift for months. Like, they, they've been, they, like, they know that, like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be so excited about it. So they wrap it, they put it in a gift bag, and all along, you're like, you're, you're, they give you the bag, and you're like trying to walk away, but they're kind of like moving in your way, you know what I'm saying? Like, you try to walk this way, and they kind of step over here. Like, they, they obviously want you to open the gift, and so you're like, you want me to open the gift? Yeah, I want you to open it. Okay, cool, I'll open the gift. And so you start to unwrap it. Your heart begins to beat a little faster because you're just hoping it's something really cool. Like you're hoping it, that you don't have to like put that, that face on, right? When it's something that you didn't expect, you're like, oh, like wow. And you have those, those sayings. Listen, you have the sayings that you have already pre-programmed in your mind when you're opening the gift in front of somebody. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then there's the one that like, you got, no, you didn't, but, but you're really thinking, no, you didn't. Like, where am I going to put this thing? This is crazy. Eh? It's crazy when you think about gifts. It's fun to give and it's fun to receive them sometimes, but there's a lot of pressure. But today, I wanted to ask you this question. How many of you know that every single one of you have a gift that the creator of the universe has uniquely given to you? Now, I know when I say that, some people, there's, there's a few lines of thought. There's some people like, wow, this is a basic message. There's another group of people that are thinking to themselves, okay, I don't have a gift. Um, and, and let me just stop right there because those are the people that I wanna talk to for the first part of this message. I don't have a gift. They push back. I'm not really, I'm not really talented in anything. I'm not, there's not really anything inside of me that, like, that anybody else gets excited about. And I want to pose this question because this is so telling. That if the enemy can convince us that we have nothing to offer, how could we be productive for the kingdom of God? Now, so many people would say, push back, I don't have a gift, I'm not good at anything. A lot of people, like, they live a self deprecating life. Like, that's just the way 
that people roll. Now, there's the self-deprecating people that want you to, to, want to, you to heap like um, compliments on them, but there's really the people that have that lack of confidence. There's really people sitting under the sound of my voice online or in the room that you really, you really tell yourself, like, I don't have any gifts. And here's what I want you to understand is if the enemy can convince us that we have nothing to offer, how could we be productive for the kingdom of God? You see, here's what the reality of, of this situation is. This is how important this is. It's because all of us as followers of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, this is specifically for you. If you're not yet a follower of Jesus, man, I hope today, maybe today is the day that you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Be the greatest decision that you have ever made, not even a close second. Be the greatest. You're like, but you don't know my husband. You don't know my wife. She ain't that good. He ain't that good. Jesus is amazing. Anyway, that's besides the point. We're going into a marriage series next week. I'm so excited about that. That's besides the point. But if the enemy could convince you that you have nothing to offer, like how in the world could you be productive for the kingdom of God. You see, because as followers of Jesus, we are called to push back darkness to enter in his glorious light. And if he could convince us that we have no gifts, we will not push back darkness and we will not be able to allow his glorious light to enter into the world. You understand as followers of Jesus, we are called to depopulate hell and to populate heaven. And if he can convince us that we have no gifts, you're not good at anything, you're not, you'll never make it, you'll never make the cut, like there's nothing that you are good at. If he can convince us of that, how in the world could we make a difference? And so I hope we understand what we're up against today, that this is not a battle of flesh and blood, this is a battle of spiritual things. The Bible actually says in multiple places, in multiple ways, that we do in fact have a gift. Specifically in the book of First Peter, if you want to turn there, you can. First Peter chapter four will be there in just a moment, and we see what Peter has to say about gifts. And before we read this, I know some of you are like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" I thought we were talking about Joseph. Like we've been in like Genesis. Now you're jumping to First Peter. We'll get to Joseph here in a moment. But Peter gives us a pretty cool prescription of giftings. This idea that we should all see in First Peter chapter four, verse ten. It says this. It says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's very grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So Peter is writing, and you and I read this, and it's very prescriptive from Peter. One of the things I wanna point out today is that Joseph, who we've been talking about for the last several weeks, he actually lived this out. And just like you, Joseph had a gift. Joseph had a gift, and we've talked about this the last several weeks, and so if, you, uh, if you're new today, like just kind of go with me, catch up to speed. Joseph was a, a man that was talked about in Genesis chapter 37 through Genesis chapter 50. Joseph is a dreamer. Joseph is a guy who had dreams, and Joseph was also a guy who had a gift of interpreting dreams. And what we see lived out through his life is described by Peter. It gives us a framework of how we're going to walk in the giftings that God has given us. And the first thing, and it may seem obvious when it comes to your gifting, is this, is you have to identify your gift. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Identify your gift. If you're not taking notes, you're not gonna get a good house in heaven. I'm just telling you. Like, God's gonna check your notes at the door. It's a joke. It's a, that's a joke. He doesn't check notes, maybe. Identify your gift. But first Peter, check out the first part of this. He says, as each has received a gift. Peter is telling us, says, each has received a gift. And some of you are like, yeah, but maybe that's just what Peter says. Peter's talking to them. He's not really talking to me. Well, check out what Paul says to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. He says, now there are varieties 
of gifts. There's all kinds of varieties of gifts. There's flag wavers and dancers, and then there's people that can sing and all kinds of cool stuff. There's varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in, what's this word say, church? In everyone. That Peter is reiterating what, or Paul is reiterating what Peter just said, that every single one of you have a gift. Paul echoes his words and to the church and the people of Rome in Romans chapter 12 and challenges the church in Ephesus and Ephesians chapter four. But Peter, again, coming back to him, he says this, as each has received a gift. And I wanted to point this out because received is past tense here. Like, like, it's, not like, like it's not like, hey, if you do these few things, um, then you receive a gift. It's not like, you know, some of the emails that you've gotten recently, like, like due to COVID-19, your shipping may be late. Anybody tired of COVID-19? Okay, sorry, that's a little bit of cleansing for me. He says, as each has received, this is past tense. This is not like, hey, hey, if you give enough to the church, like you will receive a gift. No, Peter says, you have received it. You already have it. And I wanna clarify this because some folks think that you have to get out and like find your gift like it went somewhere. Like, oh, okay, where'd it go? Where'd it, like, I'm gonna track this thing down no matter what the cost. Here's what I want you to understand. Your gifting is not out there. Your gifting is in here because the God of the universe hardwired it into your life. I love Psalm 139, and David writes, he says, that you knit me together in my mother's womb. And I want you to understand, as, as God was knitting you together in your mother's womb, he didn't miss a thing. Like he hardwired that gift inside of you for you to identify. And from age 17, Joseph shares his first dream with his brothers, and he interprets that dream. You begin to see Joseph's gifting. Had to have been a moment for Joseph. Maybe you remember the first time that you identified your gift. Like you just realized, oh my gosh, I'm not just good at something, maybe this is my gifting. Gosh, I, I, I come alive in this. And maybe today this is gonna be the day where you begin to go on that journey of identifying your gift. Again, it's not out there, it's in here and identifying the gift that God, so Joseph is, is going on this, this, this journey of identifying the, this interpretation gift that he has, and, and maybe you are starting to feel that way. Mark Twain said something really cool. I thought this was an amazing quote. He said, the two most important days in your life are the day that you are born and the day that you find out why. The day that you're born and the day that you find out why. Your gifting is so closely tied to your destiny. And like Pastor Nick so eloquently talked about last week, he talked about the fact that sin can keep you from your destiny. But I also realize this, it's not just sin that can keep you from your destiny. Sometimes it's your unwillingness to accept that you have a gift that can keep you from your destiny. Like for some of you, like you, you live that self-deprecating life and you need to hear your pastor say this today, that not only am I saying this, not only did Peter say this, not only did Paul say this, but it says all throughout scripture that you have a gift. Like stop beating yourself up, stop waking up and thinking that you have nothing to offer. Come on, if you were done, you would no longer have a beat in your chest or a breath in your lungs. God would have already taken you a long time ago. But because you are still here, you still have a gifting that you need to identify. Come on, that you need to walk out in this life. The thing that you do that no one else around you likes to do, like that's likely the gifting that God uniquely gave to you. How amazing is that? I'll never forget when I was working with middle schoolers and high schoolers, and um, some of you are like, that's a gifting in and of itself. It is, it really is. It's a grace of God. It is a grace of God. But I, I remember um, camp was coming up, and uh, I had one of my adult leaders 
she came to me and she said, hey, hey, hey Pastor Kenneth, I, I would, and she was all, all, all excited and all giddy. She was like, Pastor Kenneth, I, I, I want to do all of the back-end paperwork leading up to camp. I'm like, you have smoked something. But what I realized in that moment is the thing that I hate to do, there are people in this world who love to do those very things. I was literally mind blowing, but, but here's what, like, you may be like thinking, well, maybe I'm, I'm just good, at, like, you may not just be good at that thing, like, again, that may be the gifting that God has placed inside of you, and just because other people don't like to do it doesn't mean that it's not a gifting that God has placed inside of you. Like, like some people don't like to be a hero and stand outside like the parking team. Come on, can we give it up for the parking team today? The greeters, VIP. Come on, Pastor David said they're in the breezeway. Yo, that is a breezeway today. That's like the breezeway, all the breeze in the way is happening. Yeah, yeah, I hear that VIP team amen to me today. Yeah, like, like I don't even remember where I'm going with this, but the thing that you, you, you thought that some other people may despise, like you come alive in that very thing. And, and I wanna take a time out here because I believe this is very important. I was identifying this as I was writing this. But let me, let me set some of you free, is it may have nothing to do with your full-time job either. It may, like God may have given you the gifts that you, you need to, to work in the way that you work, like in, in your business or as an airman or, or whatever it is that God as a teacher, as a lawyer, as whatever it is that God has uniquely called you to do. But can I tell you that for some of you, like your nine to five may just be the funding that you need to live out your dreams in your five to nine. And some of you thought something was wrong. Like, man, I, I don't like come alive in my nine to five, but, but everything that I do after my nine to five is what really, lit. and here's what I want you to understand is that your full-time job might just be the funding that you need in the season that you're in to walk out the giftings that you have. And somebody like, I, I just need to quit. I need to be, I, I wanna be, and, and some, for, for so many people, it's like, I, I gotta be in full-time ministry. That's what I gotta be. I gotta do that. If I don't do that, then it's not really a gift. And, 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 and listen, I want you to understand, like, let me dispel some of this. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Like, come on, if you're a businessman or businesswoman, come on, do it for the glory of God. Come on, if you're a teacher, come on, teach that class virtually like you ain't never taught something before. Come on, get in front of that Zoom, bob your head. You know what I'm saying? You're like, but they're in the class and online. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, good luck. Like, like some of you, you you're like a, a business owner, like do that thing for the glory of God. Some of you, I, I don't know where you fall, you're a nurse, you're, you're, you're a this, you're a that. All I say is do it for the glory of God and it may not have anything to do with what you do in that nine to five, but that may be the funding that you need to do everything that God has called you to do in your five to nine. Let me just help you, let me just free you up. You gotta identify your gift. Peter continues, check out the, the next piece. He says that each has received a gift. He says, use it to serve one another. Use it to serve one another. Peter says that, and then, and then Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse six, he says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If you're taking notes, write this down, not just identify your gift, you gotta, you gotta use your gift. It's interesting to me that, that Peter and Paul seem to be on the same page. It's literally like they're inspired by the Holy Spirit or something. It's literally like they're, they're, 
writing under the inspiration of God Almighty, when they put their pen to paper, they're literally, it's like they're, they're both saying, hey, you've gotta get Peter saying, use it. Paul is saying, use your gift. And now Pastor Kenneth is echoing all, you gotta use your gift. And in Genesis chapter 40, Joseph is in prison after Potiphar's wife tried to make some moves. Y'all know the story, some of you. And he finds himself in a similar situation, situation where he gets to use his gifts to interpret the dreams. There's two guys, there's a cupbearer and a baker and they got a dream and, and both of them are super discouraged because they don't know what the dream means. They bring it to Joseph, jo- Joseph interprets that dreams and, and Joseph uses his gifting to, to lift their heads. One got way better news than the other one got but that's a whole nother point. Some of you wonder, why do you talk about using your gift so much? Pastor Ken, why do you talk about, specifically when I talk about this, why do you talk about growth tracks so much? The reason I talk about growth tracks so much is because I believe it's the greatest place where you can begin to identify the gifts that God has placed inside of you. Like you can begin to identify like, oh, I didn't realize that I love working with kids and I love the thought of them learning Jesus on their level, so I'm going to use my gift in United Kids to not only love kids, but to help them learn Jesus on their level. Come on, can we give it up for United Kids? They're amazing folks, just rocking out week after week. Like, like you may, may I, I love talking to people. I love being there for people. And I love being able to, to converse with them. And maybe like the care team for you, like you, you hear about that and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize there was an opportunity for me to help people. Like I've been following Jesus for a long time and now it's time for me not just to face forward but to face back and to bring some other people along with me. You're like, man, maybe, maybe for me, like you've got to use your gift. God is calling you today to use your gift. Gift And the tragedy is that so many people go their entire life and never take the, the time to discern the giftings that God has placed on your life. Can you imagine, can you imagine if we as a church decided, listen, I'm not going to, 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 to sit my gifting on the sideline anymore. Listen, I'm going to jump into growth track so I can figure out how to use my gifting because you remember, as followers of Jesus, we're called to depopulate hell and to populate heaven. Imagine if we all got on that journey and said, hey, hey, I'm going to be the 40, there's gonna be 47 people in the parking lot in between every experience making sure people feel welcome. Welcome to United, welcome to United. Hey, welcome, good morning, welcome to United, welcome to United. 47 people, like that seems like a lot. No. I, I don't think anybody is ever walking away from somewhere going like, I just felt way too welcomed. I'm never going back there. <laughs> nope. That place was way too nice. They're, they're, they're up to something. Like just imagine, I don't need, listen, this is, I, I, when I talk about serving and I talk about money, sometimes I just wanna preach this way. Come on, I just wanna turn around this way, but I wanna turn around because it's not like I want something from you, I want something for you. And when you begin to exercise the gift things that God has placed inside of you, you begin to stand a little taller. You begin to realize that, hey, this life is not just about me, it's about everybody else, and I wanna see people experience Jesus in a real way. I also think that your kids need to see you serve. I also think that your friends need to know that you serve. Hey, there's something different about, like, why in the world would you, like, sit one and serve one? Why do you do that? Wow, what a setup, because I want people to experience God like I've experienced God. Like, I'm not saying, like, trade your, your family time. I'm not saying trade your margin. I'm just saying use your gift. Use your gift that God has given you. You gotta identify your gift. You gotta use your gift, but you also, you gotta steward your gift. You gotta steward your gift. This one's my favorite. Some of you have, uh, you felt the pressure 
that comes when you've identified your gift and you begin using your gift. Now you're trying to determine best how, how to steward your gift. And some of you, for, you, you you've, got the, you've got the gift and, and you begin to steward it. One of the things that we need to know about following Jesus is that most of following Jesus is about stewardship. It's the careful and responsible management of something that doesn't belong to us but that God has given us. That every day that we get is a gift from God. That every dollar in your pocket, follower of Jesus, come on, it's not because you put it there, it's because Jesus was gracious enough to give it to you. Do you believe that? Yeah. And so you have a gift and you begin steward it and what happens is that gift begins to grow. And you begin to like, you're listening to podcasts and, and you're using your drive time to get better and, and you're not just listening to podcasts, like you're reading books and, and audio books and, and, and you're soaking up the gifting and you're growing that thing, you're stewarding it, you're growing it and then what happens, you begin to get noticed and this is like the blessing and the curse because you've been working your tail off in order to get noticed and then you start to get noticed and, and things begin to happen, things begin to shift and, and here's where you also have to be very careful because if you're not careful, you'll actually begin to believe that you are the one who got you to the position that you're in. Like if you're not careful, you'll actually begin to take a, like an arrogant or prideful spirit saying, man, I really, people are noticing, people are giving compliments, man, I really am this good. This is when we get the opportunity to point it all back to Jesus and say, hey, it's not about how good I am, it's about how great my God is. And so we steward it, we grow it, and then we get noticed, and what happens is, after we're noticed, it's noticed, we begin to feel a little bit of weight. And maybe not just a little bit of weight, maybe a lot of bit of weight. You begin to feel the weight of your gifting. You begin to be asked to give more simply because you're good at what you do. L let me just tell you this, like as, as Malachi, the drummer, as, as he's gotten better, he's not been asked less to drum. Come on, somebody. And so sometimes by nature of being good, you're going to have more put on your plate. And here's where this gets twisted is that so often you can begin to curse the very thing that you prayed for. Like that promotion, oh, you prayed for that promotion and then you got it. The promotion's a promotion, but the promotion is weight. You ask for that new job in that new area, you knew, you know, the pay rate that happened, you're like, yeah, I've been praying for that, I've been going for that. God, would you just make a way? And then you get the way made, he's the way maker, miracle worker, and then you get to that and you're like, oh God. Oh God, it's heavy. And what happens so often is we lose perspective. We, we lose the, the reality that the thing that we prayed for, God granted our desire. He gave us, he answered our prayer. And Jesus has been talking about this for so long. In uh, Luke chapter 12, verse number 48, he says, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. He says, and when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be Required. We come back to this. You're like, it feels so heavy. It's because you stewarded it well. I don't even know if that's a word. Stewarded it. But you grew the gift. It got noticed. And the weight. But you don't stop there. You don't quit. You're like, oh, I'd rather just not be, I'd rather not have the weight. You don't unwind this thing. No, you, you, you lean into this thing. So no, I'm gonna to continue to steward it. I'm gonna to continue to grow it. I'm gonna have the perspective to realize that God gave me the very thing that I've been asking for. 
It's all about perspective. I heard this quote by Robert Frost, he said this. He said, by faithfully working eight hours a day, you may eventually get to be boss and work 12 hours a day. I was talking to one of my friends, um, actually a couple of friends who have, have, have two, two phones, the work phone, the personal phone. I'm like, man, you made it. Sometimes the gift of growing in your organization is you get the gift of the weight that you have to carry in that organization. The other day I was, um, I was sitting in my office and uh, it was actually Friday and I was praying for you, church. I just began, I was thinking about the night of worship that I'm so, I, I pray that we're able to have tonight. I pray that snow goes away in the name of Jesus, amen. I was praying for you, crying, because I know the weight that it is to carry some of, some of the things that you're going through, that, that people come to me and say, hey, my marriage is a wreck. You, you come to me like the diagnosis doesn't look good, and, and, and I know what it's like to, to feel the weight of that. I, I could never have imagined at 34 years old that God would have given me the opportunity to pastor amazing people like you. I would have never imagined that God would, at 34, give me the opportunity to stand on a platform and to preach and hopefully give hope and to give a life-giving message that would go out to the state of Delaware, beyond to the eastern shore of Maryland, begin to kind of ripple out all across America. All ac I never imagined like th this would be an opportunity. I'm so thankful. And I began to think of a prayer like this one, and maybe this is a prayer for you. God, this is so heavy, but God, I'm so honored. Come on, maybe today your, your, your business is not where you want it to be and you're thinking, God, this is so heavy, but God, I'm so honored that you chose me. God, this, this role to lead this church is so heavy day to day, but God, I'm so honored. God, to be Jace's dad is such an amazing thing. It's so heavy though, but God, I'm so honored. God, I just wanna be his hero, to be Sherry's husband. Sometimes it's so heavy, but God, I'm so, I'm so honored. Can I talk to my staff and residents here today? Sometimes it feels heavy, but we don't have to do this. We get to do this. God, this is so heavy, but God, I'm so honored. God, the, the weight of the people, we, we wanna help carry that. The burdens that people are, are working through, we wanna help them work through them. God, this is so heavy, but God, I'm so honored. But so often what we do is we pray prayers like this. God, this is so heavy, would you take it away? He's like, no, no, but I already gave you the promotion. No, I'm not gonna take it away. I want to change your perspective. Today, for some of you, this is gonna shift your life. God, this is so heavy, but God, I'm so honored. God, why do they keep scheduling me to run sound? God, why do they keep scheduling me to run lights? God, why do they keep scheduling me to, to stand outside in the freezing cold? God, why have they asked me to be an experienced lead, to be a team lead, to be an area lead? God, why do they keep asking me all these things? God, I don't know, it's heavy, but I'm so honored. God, why in my job did they ask me to step into greater level of management with not even much more pay or any pay at all. God, I don't know, this is heavy, but God, I'm so honored. You saw that in me. 
So as you begin to identify, begin to use your gift, you begin to steward it, the final thing is this, is that you glorify God with your gift. Peter, he says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. I love this. In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Church, it all belongs to him. Every ounce of it. Every piece of it. All praise, all honor, all glory, the giftings that he's placed inside of you, to God alone be the glory. And Joseph, if you follow his story, he's careful. He's careful to not take the glory. He's careful to not take the attention. He's careful to not take the focus. He points it all back to God. And in Genesis chapter 50, the final chapter the book of Genesis, verse number 20. So the first couple weeks we read the first half of that verse, we haven't read it all, but in verse number 20, he says, as for you, he's talking to his brothers, his brothers who had betrayed him, his brothers who had thrown him into a pit, his brothers who had sold him into slavery, his brothers who had, who had left him for dead. He says, as for you, you mean evil against me, but God meant it for good. But check out this next part. It's to bring it about that many people be kept alive as they are today. Church, Joseph's obedience led to a nation being saved. I just wonder today, what's on the other side of your obedience? I just wonder, Joseph used his giftings to, to bring about a, a a way for people to be saved in the nation. I just wonder you stepping into your giftings, identifying your giftings and using them and stewarding them and, and pointing all glory back. I just wonder what's on the other side of that. Like, I just wonder if revival would happen if every single one of us, we didn't just listen to a message, but we responded to a message. If we weren't just like, oh, that's good, pastor, I'm gonna take some notes. But we're like, hey, I'm not just gonna take some notes. I'm going to step into this. I'm gonna identify it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to steward it. And I'm gonna point it. And then I'm just gonna do it all over again. Y'all, like, this guy's crazy. Yes, I'm crazy. I know. Almost certified. I just wonder. Today, there's so many different places where you're hearing this message in your life, in your journey. For some of you, I wanna encourage you to do the work today, this week, throughout this next season as you journey through the book of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, as you go, go through all of that, would you say, God, would you help me to identify the gifts that you've placed inside of me? He says it, showed me in scripture, God, would you show me? For some of you, you, you are so gifted and your gifting sitting on the sideline and today what I wanna tell you is you, got, you need to use your gift. That some of you have been sitting out for a while, you've been through growth track, you used to serve. Today I wanna encourage you to use 
your gift. Some of you have, have been sitting on the sidelines. You've been attending for a while. You love the mission and the vision of United Church. Can I look you in the face and tell you to use your gift? Some of you are still watching online and you're not immune compromised. There's nothing wrong with you. Come on, you need to use your gift. Uh, no shame. If you're immune compromised, you're, you're, don't, don't use your gift right now. Use it in a different way. That's beside the point. Identify it, use it, and steward it. There's some people in here today, I, I can feel some of the weight lifting as I was talking about this. Like you're identifying and realizing that that weight that you've been feeling was actually a gift, but your perspective was off, and today you're like, oh my gosh, like this is heavy, but God, I'm so honored. And would we all, at the end of the day, point it back to Jesus and say, God, it's, it's because of you, it's for you, everything belongs to you, and I encourage you, encourage you, wherever you are on that journey, to step into all that God has for you. Today you want to use that gift, and I want to encourage you to, to step, take that step and say, listen, I'm going to find out more about this growth track thing. We've got an express coming out, coming up in, in February, and you can text partner to 94,000 right now. You'll have it sent to you right where you are, partner to 94,000. You'll find out all the information you need to find. Church, I want to pray for you because, listen, you're doing better than you think you are. You're more gifted than you'll ever know. And God's going to take you and use those gifts in places that you could never have imagined. Let's pray. Jesus, God, I'm thankful for my friends, thankful for this series. God, I'm encouraged from the work that you've done over the last four weeks. God, I ask, I ask that every single person would walk away today feeling and knowing that, God, that you are with them, that every step that they take, God, knowing that there's a gift that you've placed inside them, knowing, God, that you've called them to use and steward it to return all the glory back to you. Father, we're so thankful for moments and days like today. It's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen.